Werewolf by Night on Disney Plus is sitting at a 94% audience score on Rotten Tomato. This is exceptional news being that no one saw this movie coming at all and we definitely didn't think it was going to be this good. But what does the future hold for first time MCU director Michael Giacchino? Also, editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, C.B. Sobolski, sat down at New York City Comic-Con on a panel to give fans an idea of the order of operation between Marvel Comics and the MCU, essentially giving us a breakdown on how Marvel Comics likes to stay at least 10 years ahead of its MCU live-action partners. And today is Monday, October 10th, 2022, and Isaac Rodriguez is here for his weekly previews on what books we should be checking out at our local comic book shops. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 Podcast. So Werewolf by Night premiered on Disney Plus on October 7th. That was uh, this past Friday. And many, many fans and critics alike all seem to really enjoy this short film. Uh, Michael Giacchino, uh, this was his directorial debut for the MCU. And man, he did such a wonderful job with this film. Um, I loved the black and white uh, old school 1940s horror film uh, feel to this movie. Um, it's not really clear on when this film is actually taking place, but we do know that it's in the MCU um, for sure. And, you know, we got Jack Russell, who is the werewolf by night. We got Man Thing in this as well. Um, and a few other characters that I was not familiar with, but. Just sitting down and uh, watching this film, I really, really enjoyed everything that I saw. Um, it had just enough action, you know, which the fight scenes were really good. Uh, and the black and white part of the film kind of allowed this movie to be a, just a little bit gory. It had some blood and whatnot in the film, but it wasn't overly done. Um, but you obviously you couldn't tell about the blood color because everything was in black and white. So that was a great way to get around that. Um, there were some other parts in there. There were some funny parts in, in this movie. Uh, there were some, you know, some type of like family drama going on in this film. But overall, I really, really enjoyed this movie or this short film um michael giacchino man this this guy he's he's got something with him uh he's been involved with big movies for a long time he's actually an award-winning composer um he's worked on mcu movies he's done work on uh jurassic park movies and things like that so he's done a lot in this uh, movie industry but fans are really wondering what could be next for uh, Michael Giacchino and a lot of fans are asking could he be the director for Blade and I'll be honest with you man I am not upset with that you know with that question um, I wouldn't mind seeing him do something with Blade I mean he, he essentially has this horror thing down um, you know packed you know it, it, the movie wasn't terrifying at all don't get it don't get me wrong but it definitely had a great suspense to it um and just the way he was panning in and out with the cameras and stuff it kind of had you on the edge of your seat and that's something that you really 
need for blade other than the action which everybody wants um you do need the suspense. You do need those 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 scares that kind of make your heart jump a little bit, you know, because this is a vampire movie. So I would love to see what he can do with this. Um, and as far as like the action and the blood that everybody really wants, because most people want this movie Blade to be rated R. But if you really think back to the, the Blade movies with Wesley Snipes, even when he was fighting the vampires, when he went for the kill shot, they turned into fire dust, you know, so it wasn't a lot of blood in in the Blade movies. Actually, there was more so blood being shown when the vampires were feeding or having like blood raves and stuff like that. So this movie could be done and not be rated R. So I wouldn't mind seeing Michael Giacchino, you know, take on this movie and see what he can do with a bigger budget on a bigger screen um I, I would love to see that but until the mcu gets their whole blade nonsense figured out we're just gonna have to settle for some dope blade comic books speaking of comic books let's kick it over to isaac rodriguez for his previews for new comic book day october 12th 2022 Isaac, thanks for joining me once again, man. Listen, I know it's a busy week for comic book collectors, but what are some of the books we should be looking out for at our local comic book shops? Hey, Amir, thank you for having me once again. All right, so narrowed it down to five books. First up, we're going to go with Venom issue number 11. This is a brand new story arc known as Venom World. This is part one. It has an insane cover with a new first appearance. Uh, this whole new story is going to turn everything all around it's starting off with ram v as the writer issue after that is back to al ewing as they do like to take turns both fantastic writers uh so that's definitely one that's most pulled here in the store uh, another one is a new number one it is namor the submariner getting his new uh solo series uh just in time for the new black panther movie so namor is getting a new number one with marvel and the cool thing about this one in the description they say that he is no longer king of atlantis but ruler of the entire world so that's a cool yeah a for cool sure little thing there um up next we have vineyard number three so this is from aftershock uh this is the third issue of the independent series and basically if you guys are keeping up with vineyard things have taken a turn with the main character um, it's a pretty dark story, um, so it's not for the for the lighthearted, but it is very, very interesting. And a lot of people do highly ask for this one. Uh, let's see. Up next, we have Wakanda number one. So this is a three issue miniseries. This is taking part. Uh, each issue is showcasing each uh, Wakandan character. So this first issue is going to be about Shuri and um, basically Black Panther is no longer allowed into Wakanda and each separate story is going to introduce or reintroduce the characters that we know and love and why they believe that they don't need a Black Panther and why they are capable of handling situations on their own. So first issue is going to be Shuri. Uh, it comes with two beautiful covers, uh, one with Shuri, of course, and the second one with Killmonger. Um, oh, yeah. Art germ. Yeah, with the Black Panther helmet in his hand. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a pretty nice cover. 
And last but not least, we have a trade, the closet trade paperback by James Tinian the fourth. So this is uh, collecting oh, nice. all three issues, and that one is definitely good. Um, it's from Image, and if you guys know James Tinian, he's done Department of Truth, Something Is Killing the Children. Uh, he's done a lot of um, dark horror stories, and this one is basically that's what that is. A little boy is going through his parents' divorce. And uh, every time he goes to bed, he sees a little monster in his closet. And yeah, oh, you know, it's it's definitely it's pretty creepy. Um, and it's it's only three issues and the trade uh, collects all three of them. So it's definitely one to pick up. And that's going to be it for this week. Nice, man. Nice. A lot of good books this week. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, I definitely uh, saw that art germ cover for the Wakanda Number one, that is a beautiful cover, man. When yeah. Art Germ does his work, he he goes yeah. in, man. So I love his cover. Yeah. So that'll probably be on something that I want to pick up. Uh, Vineyard number three, uh, that that's a really uh, interesting, cool story. Um, I reviewed issue two on a couple Saturdays ago with me and Kay. That was my that was my book of the week. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to picking up number three for sure. Brian Hawkins, great writer. Uh, and that Namor, that Namor story, man. Yeah. Is, is, did you say it's an ongoing or is it a mini? Or is I think really it's going to be a mini. I think it's just going to be five issues. Okay. Yeah. That at least that, that's what we got. Yeah. yeah. I, I read the synopsis for that, man. And I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that sounds really interesting. And I've never read uh, a Namor comic before. Um, so that might be one that I, that I might, I might pick up. I really like cover a, <laughs> yeah. Where he's like, like sitting down, like pondering. Yeah. yeah and everything is just full of water behind him. I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, man, great picks, man. I'm definitely going to be yeah. looking forward to some of these books, man. Um, and that trade sounds interesting too. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. Tinian does some yeah, good work. It, it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, I get like, it's like something Guillermo de Toro would do like in a movie. Yeah. Like. How he very when he makes his movies he cares about his monsters um this is like tinian clearly has a an attachment to this monster and it's, it's pretty it's pretty creepy but it's good yeah yeah fair enough man so listen man you guys go hit up your local comic book shops this week we got a nice week of books coming uh as you can see isaac just gave us some good ones to look out for so once again thanks isaac man we appreciate you tuning in and joining us uh this week this monday for the previews Yes, thank you. Don't forget to give us a follow on uh, Instagram, Kaboom Comics TX, Facebook, Kaboom Comics at McCallion. We also have a TikTok um, where we like to post little shenanigans in the store and and of course some some promotional stuff as well. But we also like to post mostly shenanigans. So um, <laughs> Kaboom Comics TX as well. And yeah, check us out. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, Isaac. We'll see you next week, man. Thank you, Amir. Thanks again to Isaac Rodriguez for giving us some previews on some of the books that we should be looking out for uh, this week on New Comic Book Day. And don't forget, James will be here with his comic book reviews of the top books that he picked up on New Comic Book Day. Uh, moving forward, though, 
New York City Comic Con, something that I have been to many, many times, uh, just happened over the weekend. And there's a lot of news for comic book collectors, figure collectors, uh, everything, everything that you love about the comic book space. There's a whole lot of news that came out, but I want to focus on an article that came out on CBR.com uh, not too long ago. And it is talking about how the Marvel comics try to stay years ahead of the MCU storyline. So once again, this article is coming out of um, CBR.com and it was a panel at New York City Comic Con and the uh, the head editor in chief of Marvel Comics, C.B. Sabalski, he was asked a question. And the question was basically, uh, do the creators at Marvel Comics feel any pressure to continue to add to the narrative for the MCU? Um, you know, especially with all these movies and everything coming out like that. Um, and, and what they said was, is that they don't feel any pressure because they try to stay about... 10 years ahead of what's going on in the MCU. Um, that way that the, you know, the create creators and the directors and the writers, uh, have many things to pull from, uh, from the comics. And I mean, as a fan, we all know that the comics and the movies are totally different. They, they might take some things here and there for the movies, but they don't take exactly everything from the comic books, but it's very interesting to see that, um, they really try to stay ahead of the game um, as far as, you know, developing, you know, storylines for the MCU to be able to create um, really cool narratives for for their media space. Um, another quote that came out of this article that I thought was really cool was um, I want to say it was C.B. Sabolsky that said this. And he said that he always looked at Marvel as a body. And the Marvel comics as the heart pumping blood to everywhere else. So, you know, we all know how important the comics are. You know, if you don't have the comics, you know, many fans aren't going to be drawn to these movies. You know, but we don't really care too much. But as you can see, for an example, Secret Wars uh, is now in development. And this is a story that was out a very, very long time ago, um, probably like in the early, late 80s, early 90s or something like that. I'm not very familiar with that story, but it's been around for a long time. And uh, Marvel or the MCU is finally getting around to developing something for this. But I mean, I understand what he's saying as far as staying ahead of the game, but that's not always the case, because if you really look back uh, recently with the Riri uh, Williams Ironheart uh, series that's coming out, she has not been around more than 10 years. You know, Miles Morales is just now hitting 11 or 12 years or something like that. But Riri Williams is fairly new to comics. She's only had one real um, solo storyline that, that it was straight up her storyline in comics. So, I mean, I get it. They, they say that, you know, they want to stay 10 years ahead, but there are many examples of them not doing that <laughs> and putting characters in movies, uh, super early, uh, or in TV series, super early. So we're going to see how this continues to develop, but it, it's good to see that, you know, this conversation was able to be had because many fans always are speculating that, you know, this character is only made for the movies and that character is only made for the movies. Well, now we can kind of, I guess, chill out on that because CB Sipolsky is saying that 
they're trying to stay 10 years ahead of the game. So I guess all those null king and black <laughs> uh, rumors can finally start to die down a little bit because we probably won't be seeing the king and black for another 10 years. Wink, wink. We'll see. But that's going to do it for Monday's episode of the One in 100 podcast. Thanks again to Isaac Rodriguez for giving us his previews. Make sure you guys tune in on Wednesday for JT's reviews of the top books that he picked up on New Comic Book Day. And hit that subscribe button, man, so you don't miss Anything that's going on with the One in 100 podcast crew, uh, Saturday, Kay and I will be taking over as a Chibata boy. So make sure you tune in for that. But once again, I appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm your host, Amir, and this is the One in 100 podcast. <laughs>